Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. And welcome to your business and digital. We are super excited to be here this Monday, April 3rd. Guys, could you imagine that? It is Monday, April 3rd. Say hello to the lovely people. Happy, happy Monday, right? I love being here on a Monday. All right, guys. So we're going to kick the show off. Let us jump into our intro. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to your business in digital. I'm Tamara Mon Louis. Super excited to be here uh, talking to you about your business in digital. What we do with this show is really we connect the dots between finance, sales, marketing, and operations, and really kind of help you translate your business to digital. What are the things you need to do in digital? What are the things you need to be thinking about? So, I want to do a quick recap of last week's show. Last week we had the amazing Eric Davis with us, and we were talking about SEO. So, Eric, as an expert, if you have a small or medium business and you're thinking about working with an SEO agency or you're thinking about working with an SEO marketer, here are some questions that you want to ask them. So quick recap, ask that agency if they could provide you with case study or references, you know, ask them about their approach to SEO and how they stay up to date in the industry. Ask them how they'll tailor a strategy for you specifically and for your business and ask them about their SEO services and how easy is it for that you to get out of their contract, right? Because you want to make sure that that's set up for you as the business owner. You also want to ask them about how they're going to measure success, right? Important that you know, what are you investing in and how are we measuring that investment and the work that's actually being done. The other thing is, how is that agency going to communicate with you, right? Are they going to educate you? Are they going to talk about the recommendations? Are they going to talk about the keywords, the impact, the ROI? So how often are they going to communicate with you and what's the information that you're going to get for them? And also, uh, what are those pricing models and contract terms? And I mentioned that before. Important to understand, as the business owner, it's really important that you have, uh, you're the ones that can get out at any point in time that you want, uh, even with an agency, uh, you know, you should be learning about your business, getting those recommendations and have an opportunity to move anytime you want to, especially if things are not moving in the right direction for you. So that was an awesome conversation. Let me bring the team back in to kind of give their two cents on the SEO topic last week. What'd you guys think? What'd you guys think? <laughs> That was a great topic last week. And I know we are, we are constantly trying to bring SEO to the fore, right? And, you know, I think Eric did a great job of describing all these things that you should be doing, looking at if you're pursuing that SEO strategy. So great discussion last week. And as evidenced by our audience as well, <laughs> seem to be very interested in SEO. Sure, absolutely. Michelle, Andrea? I love the conversation because, I mean, SEO, and, and I remember telling you guys, I was busily writing as well, right? Because I learned a lot from the show as well, because SEO is, in my in my way, like, SEO is that third salesman, right? That, that, that salesman that you have out there that you can um, help bring in those leads for you. So it's a really important part of the business, especially when you're small and can't afford um, a lot of personnel. So from my perspective, I think it's really important, and I really enjoyed the conversation. Love that. Love that. Michelle? 
From from my perspective, I really was vibing with Eric for a couple of reasons. One, I, I felt that he was really great in communicating, and that was another trait from an SEO expert that we needed to understand in layman's terms, in a way that's non-threatening or that you didn't need a doctorate degree to understand. And I think all of us encounter that in our world as we're trying to explain things to our clients that that really helps to move things over. And he connected the dots and how it relates to every one of us. And I, I found that to be really imperative to, to our, our conversation and made it really resonate with those that were sitting on the other side, either watching or listening to the conversation and how it tied back to Monday's show. So I really appreciated having him in our, our room to talk to us and our customers. I love that. And so Michelle, you're writing the newsletter from that show or you did it already, right? I'm a little yeah. behind people. So you wrote the newsletter from that show. So talk a little bit about our new segments and cause I'm going to roll into, you know, the items where we ask people to follow us. I feel like this is perfect. <laughs> it is. I, I have to tell you, I, I, after every one of our shows, I, I typically do it twice. I will listen to it to hear for things and I'll watch it again. And this time around, I, I rather geeked out on this one and then noticed as we were going through things that our community was asking for more information, needed things in a bit more detail, and then also wanted the information in a, in, in a takeaway. So it has, uh, as a result of a burst, we are now uh, with our newsletter, we have a brand new segment that's Ask the Expert. And after every time we have a guest that's on our show, we're going to take some of those takeaways pull that thread a little bit more in every one of the questions and provide a bit more information as a complimentary gift to our, our community. So they too can then take it and move and take one thing from that and maybe more and implement those strategies in their daily lives. So, and so let me just give you the marketing in motion. <laughs> yes, it is. Andrea and Michael, like what? There's a new segment. <laughs> I, this was a text last night. No, and I was, I was, Totally up on what you're saying. Like. <laughs> yeah, I picked up on it. I picked up on it. I could flow with it. I got the text and I was just like, so we're, we have a new, cool, awesome. So I love that. I love how nimble we are. I love how, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, I, I really appreciate that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for pulling that together. So, all right. So look out for our newsletter that was sent out yesterday. Don't forget to check it out. It has all the interesting good information, but we want to make sure that, you know what, you guys are following us, checking us out, subscribing. So if you have not already, go to YouTube and subscribe. Mm -hmm. We are definitely trying to build our YouTube following. If you have not, if YouTube is not your place, that's okay. Go check us out on LinkedIn. Subscribe, subscribe on LinkedIn. Check out the page, follow the page, Your Business and Digital. That's where you get all the content, the clips of the show, uh, the live shows. So go there. If not, you know what, and you're a podcaster, check us out on Spotify because Your Business and Digital is on Spotify. Check us out on Apple. Uh, we are there. So definitely there are many ways to connect with us and listen to how we are helping you to translate your business into digital. So super important that you guys connect with us and check out that new newsletter that will be Ask the Expert whenever we have a guest. Like when I tell you, I love a new segment. <laughs> I love, love a new segment. <laughs> All right. So right now we are moving on to uh, what I like to call hot topics. Uh, well, that's actually the name of the segment. 
<laughs> I like to call it Hot Topics because the name of the segment is Hot Topics. So welcome to our Hot Topics segment this week. And you know what, guys? Uh, we could not, we, we just need to continue talking about AI because it won't die. <laughs> just, we absolutely do. We absolutely do. I, I am like, I'm searching, checking for hot topics. There's so many other things happening, but AI is at the forefront. And I think there are more and more and more and more and more questions and there are more things popping up. So, um, Andrea, I want to kick it over to you because I know you sent us an article um, around AI. And I know you and Mike can have, you know, kind of Mike is our a resident AI expert, but you found this article. So give us a quick overview of the article and let's let's jump into the conversation because I'm sure Mike has some thoughts and I'm just like, Let's just keep using it. It saves time. Even if we come to take over <laughs> later on, it's saving us time right now. <laughs> listen, listen. I, I, um, so I came across this article and I came across it more than once. Uh, but the, what they're basically saying is there's a petition now. They're asking for a six months break in the development of AI. All the big guys, right? The Musk and, um, the other names that I can't remember right now, but they're basically saying, hey, let's take a pause because we need to develop, you know, all the things in the background so that the AI doesn't come and take over the world. That's my layman's understanding of it. Michael will probably be able to put in his technical two cents, right? But um, so from my layman understanding, it's like the horse is out the stable and now you're asking it to slow down. And now you want to stop the race and now you want to say, oh, wait, let's put the saddle on. Let's 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 put you know let's go do the things to, to protect mankind, you know. And I'm really baffled by it because again, not being in that technical space, I'm reading it and I'm saying, but but how did you know why, you know? But they're now calling for this six month ban. I think it's a real petition and there's their actual signatures and they're calling for everybody to just take this six months break to now reevaluate where we at. And where AI is going, and I think it's to, you know, prevent the takeover of of AI in the world. When you read the article, as somebody who's not in the space like that, that is what I got. I got the Terminator feel. I felt like, okay, now you you now you what what is his character name? Sarah O'Connor. What was in the you know now is now she's she's sounding the horn and saying, guys, guys, you know. Slow down. That's what I got from it. And I was just baffled. I'm really baffled by it. <laughs> listen, listen, that was the greatest analogy I've heard. I was thinking it. I'm glad you said it, you know, but it's true. So literally March 29th, Elon Musk and a group of other AI developers, Elon is quoted as saying AI gives him a headache, right? Now, there's always this story behind the story. So it depends on the application. Um, Tesla uses AI in their autopilot system. So what we're seeing is really AI being used in a number of places. We are focused in one place. And that also add to, to, to the ongoing turmoil around AI that in the advent of ChatGBT, Google signaled, uh, just saying signal that they may penalize you. They've now come out and said they will not be penalizing AI-generated content. No, Tamara made a comment, and we've been using AI for a while in our marketing, right? And we've used it in a very specific use case. We've used a specific tool, Jasper, which is set up for marketing, right? So I can get a better subject line for my emails. I can get the starting base for my blog. So I think it's it's a question of 
there are a lot of questions of ethics, just to tell you how deep it goes. My mom even asked me this weekend about chat GPT. And I was like, okay, uh, okay. <laughs> so that kind of threw me. So it's really in everybody's ear. I think exactly yes. as Andrea said. <laughs> is AI gonna do I need to be on chat GPT? Is your mom asking? What is Pretty so, much, pretty much. Pretty, <laughs> pretty much. And I think the question always becomes ethics. So I've, you know, I've held the position that what's the difference with me having a research assistant and saying, go out and prepare this topic for me. And me saying to a tool, you know, go out and do the same. We talked last week about Levi using AI in their marketing and using AI-generated models. I further found in that article a whole AI modeling agency right where they develop these characters and then they will sell you these characters so they're already looking forward into the creator economy of wow. i can create avatars that can be worth something right but then there's all the rights of the avatar so it's really murky waters as far as marketing it's really meant to just give you an ease that 60 percent, that 80 percent. you still have to modify and put things in your business voice in the voice of your brand um but that there are ways that you can be using AI right now, and I'm all on board for it. Absolutely. I just find it rather interesting that uh, you know this this wave comes about with ChatGPT, when all of the giants are now saying, "Hold on a second, let's just wait a moment, let's not do it," because someone else is making gains on their back in their backyard. I just think that's rather humorous, Mr. Elon Musk. In, in your now to pull that back a bit, there there has been this this concern has been in the airwaves for a long time. The very first things that I'd heard about you know, this AI in a different format than the way we used it with uh, and have been using it with Jasper and now with ChatGPT is. They were there was a lot of concern because it can take a, an exam better than most average human beings. Many people are writing, you know, their concern is that they're they're writing and using this to, to get their way through many other areas. And that concern of are we really using, you know, emo, you know, human intelligence to move business forward and to do things? Or are we using this in the wrong way? How many times and with many things have we encountered this with? War, you know, our arms with any type of nuclear weapons, with all of our medication, with many, you know, robotics. This isn't the first time this has come to the table. So I find it rather humorous that they are saying now just hold on because it's going to affect the bottom line now. And that's where that's coming from. It is for, for us in this space, it does help us. Michael, I think that was a perfect, uh, perfect uh, way of saying it, that it is a helper. It is somebody that is helping us to move something forward in an area that's not our area of expertise in an economical fashion, because it is, you know, quite expensive. Those that are in this space doing this for a living are getting paid their value. And some of us can't always pay that market value for it. So this assistance help us to, helps us to get to that place. But we, we know to modify that and make it happen. And GPT does tell you specific things. I don't know if you guys noticed it. There's a, there's a couple of warnings in their system that says it might generate incorrect information, but the third one is the most, the funniest one to me and the most telling. It says limited knowledge, uh, wait, uh, it uh, may occasionally produce harmful instructions or biased content. So buyer beware. 
free person Peoria because it's, you know, cost free 99 at this point, if you'd like it. So that's my soapbox. I'm going to get off of it for a moment. And my closing words would be as a business owner, you need to definitely check out where AI can assist you in your business. Um, it's definitely, you know, going to be an assistant that's worth its weight in gold when it comes to doing analytics, when it comes to looking at your target audience and, and summarizing behaviors and so on. So there are a lot of good sides to it. And as, as you said, you know, we're just putting it in everything and the whole conversation, it's like marketing killed itself, right? So ChatGBT came out with a big, huge marketing push and that just caused everybody to be like, what? And this time we've been using AI for almost a year and a half, two years maybe. Well, we've been using it for two years, but also, right, as users, we are using AI in our homes and we're just not aware of the practical application of this thing, right? So we're getting familiar with the technology and then there's marketing for this thing that writes and everyone's like, oh my God, I'm up in arms. But if you own one of these, you are using AI. <laughs> if you're using Siri or Google Assistant. Correct. Um, Alexa, already here. Alexa. Alexa you know. in your home, it is. <laughs> Okay, those robots oh, make yours. Zero corner is now is now saying stop. Right, we are in the land of the Jetsons, people. We are in the land of the Jetsons. For and I'm aging myself about that. You know, for those that haven't seen the Jetsons cartoon, go and Google it or go look at it on YouTube. But yeah, Listen, so anybody watching this on the replay, drop your comments first. Let us know what yeah. you're thinking. If you're using AI in any way in your business. How are you using it, and what are you finding? What's your thought as a business owner? That's the perspective we want to keep. Absolutely. I think that's that's a smart perspective, right? You always want to think, can it scare you 100%, right? Is it something to kind of think about? Sure. But you want to think, hey, it's not going anywhere. And we've been using it for a long time and you've adapted, right? Because if you look over time, we adapt to these behaviors really easily, right? We don't, in the beginning, we're like, oh, and then all of a sudden we're like, oh, okay, it, it helps. <laughs> all right. So, um, that put your business first, right? And I think that is the most important piece. So I love this recap, guys. But you know what? One of the things I'm going to do, this is a new piece that we're going to throw in here, a new little, not even a segment, another bit of uh, housekeeping. So guys, if you are watching the show, we want you to take this quiz. Take the quiz, take the quiz. What does the quiz do? The quiz helps you to assess the effectiveness of your online presence, right? So we have this awesome quiz. Uh, you get to go through and you get to determine if your online presence is weak, strong, medium, and it'll kind of give you a little bit of a blueprint of some of the things that you're missing out on. So take the quiz, take the quiz, take the quiz. I'm going to show this at the end of the show again, but we definitely want to kind of start putting it in the middle. So scan our QR code and take the quiz, all right? Awesome. All right. So we're moving on to our next segment, which is my favorite segment called Go Beyond the Likes. Uh, this is where we, you know, jump into our main topic for today. And our topic for today is content creation. We are talking content creation because after your website and after the SEO, then comes the content, right? That's what the, the natural flow is. Um, you need to have the content on your website, but it, it kind of flows well. So we thought this was the right time for the conversation. So I think the big thing is uh, how to get the views on your content. Are you getting the views on your content? So lost in the digital abyss, the frustration of creating content with no views. <laughs> and that happens all the time. That happens all the time, right? As business owners, we're taught 
you got to create content. You have to create content and you're creating content and that con- you're putting it out on the socials, wherever, and that content gets no visibility. So today we want to give you, you know, seven, of course, you know, we love seven questions, seven questions that you need to ask yourself, seven questions that you should be thinking about around content creation. Um, content creation is important for your business, but where we want you with content creation is we want you in a space where you are creating content that actually connects back to your business goals. Uh, I think that's really the important piece, right? How do you get that content? How do you connect it back to your business goals? How do you create content that is relevant to your target audience so that they will actually engage with it? How do you create content that supports maybe the pain points, maybe the things they're searching for? How do you become the answer? How does your content become the answers to the questions that they are asking? And that's where content Content becomes really, really important for a business. And if you can connect those dots, then you're not just creating content to create it. You're creating that relevant content that your audience is looking for. And that, my friends, will give you the visibility that you absolutely need. So let's jump into point number one. Point number one, where are my banners at? So, all right. Point number one is what is the difference between content creation and content marketing? Now, I think we hear this all the time, right? Now the new term, first it was content creation, and then the term content marketing started to kind of rear its ugly head. And people were like, I want content marketing over content creation. Well, content marketing is the distribution of the content. Content creation is creating that content. So they actually go hand in hand. It's really important uh, that you don't look at them as two separate entities. It's important that you look at them as you do one and then you look at how do people, how do I get it in front of people? Because the other problem with content is that sometimes you create it and no one sees it, right? So how are you going to distribute that content? So for instance, we're creating content right now. How are we distributing that content? We're distributing that content across LinkedIn. We're distributing that content on YouTube. We're distributing that content on Apple, on Spotify. And we're making sure that we're tacking, tack, tapping into keywords. We're making sure that we're telling more people about it. So the content has an opportunity for people to discover the content. And the content has an opportunity for people, for us to push people in that direction. So that's really the differences. One is creating the content. The other one is distributing that content. And those two must go hand in hand. So um, what are your thoughts, guys? (laughs) Thanks for the simplification, for sure. Um, (laughs) That's what we're here for. Uh, Because it's it's a very interesting and, you know, specific distinction, right, between that distribution. We have seen working with clients where, the distribution has has been the issue more than anything else, right? And yes, this topic dead on that we all feel, you know, content burn out at some point in time. So great opening point. I think it's 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 the best way to look at it is just like if when you make your product and then distribute it, you can't manufacture your product and keep it in the warehouse or keep it at home. The distribution part is the part that gets you to where the sale is. And it's the part that gets you the income. So I think uh, um, I love that analogy. It's the making of it, and then it's the distribution of it that actually helps um, to bring every, bring it all together. 
Absolutely. And if you want to connect it back to an ROI, right, that distribution and those views become the ROI on that content that you're creating, right? So, you know, it's really important that when you create it, you're like, how am I going to get that visibility for it? So, all right, point number two, Michelle, I'm going to let you talk about this point number two here. So uh, why is content important for your marketing strategy? Tell the people, super important, right? Because without content, you can't, you, you can have a marketing strategy without content, but what would happen? <laughs> oh, sure. You can have a content market, uh, mar you know, a marketing program without content, but for a sales and from a pricing perspective, I think that content is a key component for any successful marketing strategy and successful is the key word. Follow me here as I go through this, so bear with me just a little bit as I, I make my way through it. In my view, when we're looking at this, that, that content is going to get your sales information out to your targeted audience in the place that they're frequenting with the right message at that right time, right? So the content is also, when we're thinking about this, it is going to get your let's say, let's call it your, your trip, it's driving traffic for you. That traffic, because it is relevant, is going to enhance your SEO. And that SEO is going to enable your search engine ranking to increase, right? Now let's go to the next stage. The next place that it's going to do is because it's resonating, it's going to build your brand awareness. From that point, because it's building brand awareness, it helps to improve the no like trust factor with your clients because you're engaging with your newsletters, your infographics, your, your videos. The next thing that it's going to do is generate leads for your business. And with the right sales strategy, it's also going to allow you to convert some of those sales, bring that revenue down to the bottom line, and then create loyalty because you now have in your continuum new clients that will be loyal and become advocates for your business. So for me, content is actually an investment in your business. It's not a nice to have, it's an investment and a must have. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just like I felt like I was in contact. I had my coffee this morning. Girl, who are you telling? <laughs> but it is. I think it's really key. It's not. It's not a, a an okay. I'm gonna halfway do it as somebody that has halfway done it. You know, all of us in this room have kind of half stepped into it. But when you start seeing the results of it, you begin to understand how key it is to the livelihood of your business, for your visibility, for you know everything that, that you have as your, your, your front facing for your business. And it all ties together and helps to, as Eric said last week, you know, it helps to kind of solve the, the, the leaks that happen in your business. It's part of it that we require to move our business forward. No, 100%. So to point number three, how to generate content ideas for your business, right? So this one is one I think that gets people all the time. You're like, I need to create content. All right, what content do I create? <laughs> Should I just take pictures of myself and post it all the time? <laughs> so that, isn't that the problem there that they, they, they look at what other people are doing and think that's what I need to do? 100%, absolutely, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Pictures of their food, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So 
how to generate content ideas for your business. So you want to generate content ideas by number one, thinking about those pain points. When you talk to your customer, let's remove digital from this entire conversation right now, right? If you have a business, you've probably talked to a customer of yours before and you've asked them their pain points. You probably didn't say, what's your pain point? You may have asked, what are your challenges? They may have walked in and they may have told you what their problems are. Those are the pain points that they're coming to you with. And those are the things that you want to start creating content for. Because if you create content and answer those questions that they're asking, all right, and then you put that information on Google and you optimize it through SEO that we talked about last week, and Michelle just kind of made this point, mm-hmm. we'll search for that. And that's how you find, that's how people discover you and your business, because they are searching for answers to those questions. So that's one way of looking at how do I create content for my business? What are the pain points? What are those frequently asked questions that people are asking me all the time uh, when they come to my business? I hear it all the time. So those are the things you want to create content for. You want to look at keywords. Keywords, we talked about SEO, the importance of it. You want to look at those keywords and see, hey, what are those keywords? Because if you understand the value of a keyword, and when I say the value, how many times are people searching for it on a monthly basis? Right. If your keyword is, let's say, digital marketing solutions and you recognize that maybe 50,000 searches happen on a monthly basis, you then want to say to yourself, all right, digital marketing solutions, maybe I create content that supports that. And I try to, you know, really get to maybe 2% of that audience coming to me. So what do you do? Uh, You start then analyzing maybe what are the competitors doing in that space, looking to see where their gaps are or maybe what they're doing really well, and also looking to see how you could create content to support that, right? Um, Other ways to generate content ideas is repurposing the content that already works for you. So we have uh, probably, (laughs) at Monovan Digital, we have so much content, right? I like to say all the time that we are content rich, right? We we use content streets, content falling, (laughs) I can't buy anything with being content rich, but I can now look at that content and see what resonated with my audience. What did I post last year? What video did I create last year? What presentation did I do? And then how can I take that presentation and then leverage it again? Because if it got good visibility, I should be able to use it again because not everyone has seen it. That's the other thing we kind of get caught up in thinking as businesses. I need something new all the time. One of the things we say here is that repetition is really, really important, right? Because you'd never know where people are running into your funnel. You never know where they start seeing you. They could come in and start listening to the show at 731. And we started the show at seven o'clock this morning. So they wouldn't have seen the quiz. They wouldn't have seen follow us. So I guarantee you that I'm going to highlight those things again at the end of the show. So there's an opportunity for people to see it again. So that's the repetition. If you are saying the same thing over and over and over for your business, that's a great thing. If you're doing it in your personal relationships, (laughs) not so much, (laughs) but for your business, you want to say the same things over and over and over. And you know what Alex is saying? You can also have conversations like these. Exactly. Alex, shout out to you. Thanks for joining us this morning. We appreciate the comments. So how to generate content ideas for your business. You want to think about the goals. You want to think about your target audience. They are at the heart of generating those ideas. So Andrea, I'm going to kick this over to you because I know it's like one of those things where, again, content and connecting content back to cost, connecting it back to finance and talking to a CFO. He's like, 
creating, how do you connect those dots, right? And, and what content are you going to create that really matters? Yeah. So what are your thoughts there? Absolutely. So yes, definitely. The creating of the content has to be within the business goal in order for your CFO to see any sort of buy-in. The, the CFO has to be able to see a clear line and a clear pathway back to something that we're trying to accomplish. If you create the content in a vacuum and you're unable to show how the content is going to help um, achieve at least one business goal, then you're going to lose the CFO. So let's let's start right there. You're going to lose the CFO in the conversation, right? The second thing is, how much is all of this content going to cost me to create? Because we're using the word create, but we haven't even spoken about um, what are you creating? Creating videos, creating graphics, um, creating um, blogs, you know, all these different things, unless you are multi-skilled, may require different um, types of people. So the cost factor can actually run up pretty quickly if you're not careful. So what you'd want to understand is how much is this content going to cost me as it relates to the business goal? Because you obviously want to make it, um, you want to make a, a level of balance. We can't spend thousands of dollars on content on a goal that's probably not worth um, that amount. So pay attention to when generating your, um, when generating the content, pay attention to the type of content so that you could have an understanding of what, how much money you're spending, because that's going to be important. And depending on where you are, you might decide just to focus on one for a while until you can, until you can um, graduate to another. So in my, for, for even me personally, I've actually taken a pause because I'm actually trying to, re to, to repurpose a lot of my content. I'm content rich as well. I looked at my drive the other day and I said, but I have, I have videos. I have conversations with you guys. I have blogs that I wrote before. I just have, I have things and they're not going anywhere. You know, I had the publicity that I did recently and it's just not going anywhere. So I've deliberately taken a pause because I'm saying I need to do some repurposing. And stop creating fresh, well, not stop altogether, but just take a pause and say, Can I, is there any way I could repurpose this? I've spent money on it. Either I've spent my time or I've spent physical, I've actually I've spent money. Um, how can I repurpose this to help me achieve my business goal, right? While that is, going, while that is happening, I am actually um, also listening very clearly to my customers when I do consult consult consultation calls um, we recently did our workshop last week and the questions that we got I am my mind is blown it's the same questions that keep coming back so I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to what clients are asking what are potential people asking when they come on these calls and these conversations there's a thread there's a common thread of I don't know how to manage my money at least this is in my case I don't know how to manage my money and I'm struggling and I'm struggling in this particular area. So for me, I'm going to pull that thread and I'm going to see how can I help answer this particular question? People are asking about how to spend their money better. So that's one way of generating the content ideas. The content is all over. The content is in the conversation that you're having with your clients or your potential clients. It's everywhere. Girl, <laughs> CFO slash digital marketer in the in the building. <laughs> I learned from the best. I learned from the best. 
I love that though. I love that you are seeing that and you're hearing it, right? So it's like, you, they're asking the same thing over and over. So you can create that content for them. Yeah. That's the content that they're going to binge on. And once you do that, that's the, where you get to see the engagement and you get to see people like, oh, this makes sense. So love, love, love that point. Oh, oh. All right. Part of the conversation needs to get reframed. Content is not a cost. It's an investment. Shout out to you, Alex. 100%. It is absolutely an investment. Um, Alex is a video. He creates video. He creates amazing video. So um, shout outs to you for that because it is an investment. Content is an investment. And that's the thing that your customers, that's what that's what they consume from you, right? It's content. Correct. It's, a web it's an investment. It's, it's an investment, but you still have to find the money. You still have to. <laughs> Well, do you know how I feel about this? It, that if 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 the strategy is correct and well thought out and you're reverse engineering what the end goal is and what the ROI or what your your end expectation is and reverse engineering it, then you can efficiently manage your time. You can efficiently find the right avenues to push that, that content forward in a brand awareness way that helps to build your following and move your SEO forward and kind of all of it ties together with the right message and the sound strategy behind it. So I hear you, Andrew, there, there's, a, there's a cost, but if you do it right, it's an investment in time and pulling your clients into your business it, that, that's required. I mean, Tamara, talk to me about this from day one when uh, she first pulled me into Clubhouse and when I started moving uh, Lanyap forward and she would tell me consistently, Michelle, you're making this too hard. You're making this too hard. And when I had my epiphany, where I realized that I, what the things that were resonating most with me and the community that we were pushing it out to is we were asking their call and answering concisely the questions that they were asking. And they were leaning into those things. Those were the easier things for us to generate and to push out. Those were the things that they were constantly replying on and wanting to engage with us on. And those were in free spaces. It cost me my time. And once we began to get better with that, it became natural to me. I began to want to engage a bit more. The, the thoughts were coming to me a lot faster. And I, I finally understood what, what T was saying the entire time. Michelle, you're making this too difficult. Here's an easy way for you to do it. And you're right. We might think that we're tired of hearing ourselves say the same thing, but the community out there isn't. They want us to say it. They want us to repeat it. And because we have that, that uh, content to repurpose and to pull the thread on a bit more and expand upon it, they're going to lean into it and it'd be worth our investment in time and in money. Whew, welcome. welcome to Content Creation Church. <laughs> I'm like, can I get an amen from the congregation? Woo! Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Mike, you and I are going to talk about this. You've been a little quiet back there. The ladies are, the ladies are coming forward this morning. Listen, this, this, that, I, I saw that you nearly gave seven points within one point. <laughs> so I, I didn't want to take it too much further. <laughs> it's, all good. it's all good. What are the different elements of content marketing? So let's talk about that a little bit, right? So I'll kind of run through the elements of content marketing. So it's really the strategy, right? That foundational piece. It's the content creation 
creation. Um, it's also the content distribution. It's the measurement and the analytics, and it's the optimization. So content marketing in itself is really it requires you to have all the moving parts, a strategy, a distribution plan, look at the analytics and optimize. So Mike, what are your thoughts on content marketing as a whole and how businesses can do it and how even what have we been doing uh, around that content marketing pieces, if you wanted to share any examples there? Um, well, the example, as you said, is Monivan Digital. We have seen how our content has translated into clients, literally, right? So. I like that you just mentioned this with the previous point that, you know, to generate ideas for your content as a business, you're thinking of what it's not what do I need to present? It's what does my customer need? What does my ideal customer need? I may be looking at content to provide um, insight into how I, you know, what do I solve? How do I solve it? And how do you connect with me if you'd like me to solve it for you? A similar problem for you, right? So there's some basic fundamentals that go into the content creation that that just will maintain regardless of what business you're in. On to this point, starting with strategy, most important, as again, deciding what's, what's the purpose of this content, what is this content going to drive, and then following up, making sure that you're looking at all the elements. How is the content actually performing? Digital allows you to be very flexible, to be very nimble, to change at you know, from today to tomorrow, you can change your content. So you want to really follow this plan, this this path, and start with strategy, ending with your know, analytics and optimization. So great stuff looking at this from this perspective. All right. I love that. So point number five, what are the various forms of content and how are they used to achieve specific objectives? So Andrea, you kind of leaned into this earlier on, right? What are the various forms of content? So guys, I want you to think about it. We got video. <laughs> we got your blog. <laughs> we have your social media posts. <laughs> we have, uh, man, what else do we have? We have blogs, we have video, we have infographics, we have white papers, we have case studies, we have articles, we have public relations. We got so many elements of content, so many types of content. But it comes back to you. Do you need to create all of those types of content? Absolutely not. If you wanted to, though, how could you create all those pieces of content by maybe starting off with one piece of content? If you have a video, for instance, taking this video and then looking at it to say, hey, how do I repurpose the video? How do I repurpose this into a blog? How do I repurpose these seven points into a infographic? How do I repurpose uh, this into a white paper? How do I repurpose this into a case study? Uh, so it's looking at the content that you may be creating to see how many different types of content can I get from that? Because from this, what we're doing here is in your business and digital is these seven points are the foundation of also our newsletter, right? They're also the foundation of the shorts we're putting out there. They're going to be the foundation of the blogs that we start writing because that's how we're creating the content. We understand we want to distribute it. And we understand that people take in content in different ways. So why not create that same topic that same conversation in different ways so that if my target audience came in and they were a reader that hey they would read my blog if my target audience came in and they wanted video they'd go over to youtube if my target audience came in and they like podcasts we they would be finding us on apple they'd be finding us on spotify so 
there are ways to take the content that you have and create all elements, all types of the content, sure. But you want to ask yourself, what are my objectives and what is the content that really matters in the beginning, right? You can only, you could start off with one type of content. And my recommendation is if you're going to start off with one type of content, I would say it's always video. Uh, it's always video. Video is where you want to be right now. So if you are just choosing one type of content, choose video. But there are other benefits to things like white papers and case studies, right? If you're a business and you write a case study, you get to tell people about how successful you've been. You get to tell people about your results. You get to tell them the whole story. This is where we started and this is where we ended up. Uh, you get to also showcase yourself as a subject matter expert. So Consider the content that works best for your business. I feel like I went off on a tangent there, but I'm going to rein it back in. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that, Michelle? <laughs> Get myself off of mute. I think it, it's, it's really interesting in that one of the, the things that I, again, I'll go back to, as Andrea typically says, but sometimes we, we're taking ourselves out of uh, the co-host mood into the, the seat of the, the person that we're speaking to. And I, all of this resonated with me because for, again, two years, you've had to talk me off of a ledge or two. And that, Michelle, this is not that difficult. You are overthinking this. And when, once I had that epiphany and stepped back and said, oh, I can meet the people where they are, because that's the biggest thing, meet your target audience where they are and delivering that direct message to them at the right time that we said earlier today, and that it can be concise, that video component doesn't have to be as difficult as we're saying. We can take slices of said uh, components of this and then push that out as well with that concise message. You can write out script and it could be two or three lines for 15 seconds and push that out there on YouTube, in Instagram, on TikTok, in those places. Or let's talk about our newsletter. We have seven points in that newsletter that each one of them are different blog articles that we may take and expand upon it in writing or verbalize it in video format and take one point and just expand upon it and distribute it in the many places that people are. So it, it can be very simple, but it requires you to be intentional in what you're trying to do and what you want that outcome to be and or that specific medium that you're trying to engage in. You've got to think your way through it. And that's the biggest thing. What's your intention and, and stick with it and be very disciplined in what you're trying to do. Oh, I love that. Be very disciplined. Be very intentional. It's about your goal. Do not just create content to create content. Make sure you understand the content that's going to work for your target audience. So important there. So this question is another one. So Mike, I'm going to kick this one over to you. How should a business approach content creation, right? So all the points kind of layer upon each other. As a business owner, how do you create, what would you be your recommendation for approaching content creation? Strategy, like strategize first, definitely. So it's, you're absolutely right. It follows on what Michelle was saying, you know, so What's the purpose of my content? What, what's my strategy here? What's my goal? We could go even further back. What's my goal? If my goal is to generate leads, then what's that content that generates leads and leads of what sort? That could be as simple as that sign-up form that you say at the end uh, that you have to subscribe to your newsletter, right? Or is it something deeper in the funnel? 
Is it infographics? Are you showcasing? What are you exactly showcasing? But you definitely need to start with a specific goal and a specific strategy to attain that goal. That's definitely, without a doubt, where you need to start with content creation. Do not start in places of, well, this is what I've seen on this platform, or this is what I've seen on that platform, or this is what I've seen gotten a lot of views or trending. It's based, it should be really customized to your business, to your brand, to your voice. 100%. And then I want to add in there, the target audience is at the heart of this, right? If we, we say nothing else and you get nothing else from this, you're not creating content for yourself. You do not matter in the scheme of things. Your business goals matter. But you are creating content for your customer to find you and for them to binge and for them to move through your funnel, for them to get to know you. You're not creating content for yourself. Just needed to say that. Public service announcement. <laughs> All right. So that target. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Now, and the next thing I'd add, so I'm glad you added that you're not creating content for yourself. And the other way you should approach it as a business is process, right? Process-based. What's my process on a regular basis? Because you're going to be creating content continually as long as you're in business. What's that process, right? So we have a process for creating content for this show. And that just by virtue of having that process, it makes all of our lives easier, easier to deliver something that's targeted to the right audiences that we, we want to speak to, and hopefully answering the questions that we, we have researched that they are asking the most. Not, again, we, we haven't used the word think or feel. We are, it's all research, it's all numbers based. So you also wanna definitely as a business approach it from a process standpoint. What's that regular ongoing um, set of tasks I'm going to do that gets the content out? I think, and Michael, I love that you said the, the fact that we're not feeling. This is, we're not working on a feeling strategy here. And I, I've said that many a day in this room. Intention, what is your intention? And follow the money, follow the process. And did it work? And what, as Tamara said, I, I don't know how many shows ago, and I think it's pretty much every show we spoke about it last time. What was the result of that action? Did it yield what we were seeking? Was it a dollar? Was it the number of follows? What was it the number of views? Was it content length? How long did they watch it? We review those things and so should you. And you know, public service announcement, in case you don't have someone in your life and you would like to have help in there, there are four people in this room right now that are here to help you, Monovan Digital specializes in it. Here at Lanyard, we specialize in helping with sales and, and finding your voice and your target audience purposely to help you to get to those different places. And you know, Andrea will tell you in a heartbeat whether or not you, you should be spending the money or not. And Michael keeps us in line with being process driven and making sure that we are, are keeping with our intent. It is, it is, we're not saying that it's an easy task, but we're not saying that it's a hard one either. It takes intention and understanding what you really want to have for your business and the clients that you're trying to attract, because it's not about you. It's not. It's about your client and getting them to that end goal. And then when that money hits the, the table, then it becomes yours. Then it's about you. Love that. And Alex dropped another great point. So seven points, seven TikToks means seven blogs equals seven graphics equals seven email sequences even sec equals seven LinkedIn posts and on and on and on. So when you find that foundation for creating your content, you understand that you can actually 
produce so much content. It's easier than you absolutely think. You guys, I don't know. I feel like I am in content creation church, I tell you. So um, that was how to approach um how to approach content creation. And now this one is how to develop a content strategy for your business. Now, when this is something that we do for our clients all the time, when we are developing a content strategy, one of the places I like to start off with is pillars, right? And when I say pillars, what does that mean? Pillars are those key areas of conversation that you're going to have. I kind of break it down into maybe four areas of conversation, right? So here at Monoband Digital, our areas of conversation are around digital marketing. It's around your digital infrastructure, that infrastructure to support the digital marketing. It's about results. How are we working with our clients and what results are we getting from them? And it's about analytics. So those become our four pillars of conversation. And within that, then we build content to support those four pillars. Are there other things that could pop up? 100%. Sometimes we like to be funny. We like to be silly. That might be a pillar for us. We want to put a little bit more personality in there. Um, and so we might throw in some jokes about SEO, jokes about digital marketing, really, really just nerd stuff, some hot topics. Uh, but what we want to do is we want to create those areas that we know are the conversations that our customers are having and then develop those into subjects. So under each one of those pillars, you can start building up more and more topics that support uh, your content strategy. So I love starting my content strategy with content pillars. Really, really helpful to, to give you that, that framework to build out the rest of your content. So I'm going to kick it back to the team. What are your thoughts on the content pillars, creating content strategy for your business? Well, oh, that's love... what keeps you in line for sure. Yes, for sure. <laughs> it keeps you from going rogue, right? <laughs> and right. we've also talked about that content that we, we've seen content where is it even relevant to your business, right? So you've put on something that, that's absolutely off-brand in between your content. So having that content strategy to begin with, definitely most important, most important. I think putting me solo kind of threw me there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, where did everybody go? <laughs> here, okay, come on. We're clicking on stuff and bringing people in and moving people back. We're producing content. And I, and I just wanted to go back to, you know, Alex's comment, you know, 7.7 .7 TikToks. And that speaks, speaks to, you know, I can almost hear business owners looking at that and saying, I don't have time for all of that. I, I can't do all of that. It's how does it get translated? So there's where the process comes in, right? So that when you have seven points and then you, you go to, as he added, if it was to seven TikToks, then where's the time that you're going to do those, those seven TikToks? You know, how are you going to actually, you know, pass it out so that you can do this on a regular basis, right? And in that stream that he had, maybe you're not using all the pieces, but there's definitely a map to say, this is how, this is what content lives at the top of the pyramid and then how it gets broken down and distributed lower down at the, at the bottom of the pyramid. Yeah, absolutely. I love that point, Michael, because for me, what, what I'm seeing is even if you don't use all now, in times where you don't have time to create anything new, you have stuff that was done that probably never released that you could put out. You know, So when you, by developing that process, as you described, and in line with your overall strategy, you're going to end up with this content library that you're constantly just um, checking a piece of content out and using it, you know, as it as as you see fit. So um, I love that idea that you know, in times where maybe 
funds are low, that maybe you can't generate new videos, you can't hire the, the videographer or the blog writer this month because, you know, things mightn't be the best, you could go and check out a piece of content from your content library and, and use it because back, you know, you had a process and a strategy to do, to do those seven TikToks, seven blogs, et cetera, et cetera. I want to give a special shout out to um, Azalea Health Services. Uh, Dr. Joseph is in a content repurpose mode right now. And the only reason you could tell the difference is because of her hair. <laughs> it's kind of like her hair is different now. So, <laughs> so <laughs> she's been getting her content chopped up, spliced up. And it's she has great content because she's been doing all these lives talking about um, uh, PCOS and she has like, she's content rich. Um, and so, yeah, so all of a sudden you kind of see her and you're, I'm like, I thought she, she changed her hair. I'm like, right. Content repurposing. So it, you know, she's getting those, the, the ones that really resonated back up and running, getting people to see it. Uh, so there are great examples of that. I think Alex had also shared, I mean, I know I shared this with my team. Uh, he shared a video on how to take one piece of content and turn it into 20 pieces of content. So there are definitely ways to do it, right? Do not let content creation overwhelm you. Uh, everything is really very strategic. None of this stuff here is uh, just make it up as you go along. There's a strategy behind all of it, right? It seems like there's a lot, but this is stuff that you're actually doing offline. You create that content, right? Because if you're connecting with a customer offline, sometimes you're pulling a presentation together to say, all right, these are the questions that they asked. And these are the pieces that we know our, our product solves these issues. So this is my customer's problem. I'm going to focus in on that, right? So if you already build presentations, if you're already creating content and you're just not looking at it as content creation, things that I've been creating, if you're creating brochures, look at those things and now say, how do I translate this online? Does this become an infographic? Maybe it's just too much information and you want to chunk it out, right? Because again, these platforms and channels also have these, um, these really specific um, best practices. So TikTok, you know, you want to get in your nice and easy 30, 15 seconds, a minute maximum, if that much. YouTube shorts, there's that one minute maximum. But then you want to push them to different places, right? The one minute or 30 second content gets them to the five minute content that gets them to the 15 minute content that gets them to the 30 minute content that gets them to a place when they've spent four or five hours with you engaging with your content, you now understand that that person is a warm lead coming through the door because they know who you are. They know what you stand for. They binge your content. They've gotten answers to some questions. You've gotten them as far as far further along than probably somebody else. So maybe it's two of you, two, you and your competition have gotten them to a place where they feel like I've gotten answers to my questions. I'm ready to talk to that person. And that's where the differentiator comes in, where you're able to take them over the hump. So content creation has to tie back to the business goals. Uh, that was a lot of soapboxing there, but <laughs> <laughs> us through is exactly what we said at the, at the top of the show. We're building brand awareness. It's resonating with them. So they're, they now know you, they like you, they trust what you have to say. So you're answering the FAQs that you normally see in the middle of the buying, uh, the, the buying habits. So we, you're, you're moving them way along in the sales funnel. But by the time you serve up something that is uh, a product or service for them to purchase, they've already figured out that you're someone that they want to invest money in. Now it's asking for that sale and answering those final questions and serving something up to them that meets their need. 
we said that in the first, what, 10 minutes of this show? And we've walked you through and given examples of exactly what that is. Everything Tamara just said hits all of those points there and we make it rocket science. It really isn't. We're, we're so involved in it that we make it this huge thing when, when it's really something that we can add down to its least common denominator and build upon what you're doing behind the scenes that's not in front of the camera. Move that forward and you've got so much content that you won't know what to do with that information. There's so much of it. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. So guys, today our conversation was lost in the digital abyss, the preparation of creating content with no views. Brought to us by Michelle Gordon and Chat GPT. <laughs> Because just to be clear, we're using these tools as well to, to help us with catchy subject lines. So, uh, you know, we're not going to hide from it. We're using these tools. It's smart that we're using them. So I love the, ha uh, the, the, the subject lines that they're coming up with. And uh, this is our Beyond the Light segment, right? So this is the segment where we really talk to you about how do you move your business beyond those likes and follows and get to that place of money in the bank, right? So, uh, guys, today was an awesome, awesome conversation. I think we have have uh, one other comment. All right, Alex, thanks for joining us. Take it easy. Have a great day. Bye. Um, so awesome that he joined us. Guys, this was a great conversation today. And I am always super excited to be here with you guys, uh, helping us connect the dots between sales, finance, operations, and marketing. So thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Always every Monday and Wednesday, you guys uh, show up with me and I appreciate all my amazing co-hosts. Uh, but okay, some quick quick housekeeping before we get out of here. All right. We want you to follow us. We want you to connect with us. We want you to tell other businesses about this. We want you to tell the CFO about this show. We want you to tell your CMO about this show. We want you to tell your CEO about this show. We want you to tell business owners about this show because we help you translate your business to digital. And the way that you can connect with us, connect with us on YouTube, go there, subscribe. We're trying to build our following. That's why we have it first. Subscribe on YouTube, set those notifications so you know when we show up. Check us out on LinkedIn. Check out our Your Business and Digital page. There's so many things happening there. Great newsletters. LinkedIn is like this whole little, we have a nice world set up there, right? A nice community that we're building in there. If you like podcasts, check us out on Spotify. Check us out on Apple, Your Business and Digital. Follow us, listen to the content, give us feedback. The other thing I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you to take the quiz. Understand where you are. Where's your online presence right now? Are you leveraging? Are you leveraging your online presence to grow your business? Business? Are you seeing the return on investment for all the activities that you're taking? Take this quiz and it'll tell you if you are or not. And it'll give you a little bit of a roadmap on where you should be going. And then maybe you want to have a chat with us and see how we help you take things to the next level. So those are the two things that we want you to do for us. Follow us, take the quiz. All right, guys, any last thoughts before we head out of here? <laughs> Congratulations, LSU, Lady Tigers, Go Tigers, my alma mater. <laughs> Started my Monday off right. Thank you very much. But thank you for joining us. We appreciate our community. Give us feedback on things you'd like to hear, and we will do our best to meet your ask. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Have I a great compete. week, everyone. Yeah, I can't compete with, with Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> no, come, come on. You're joining us. <laughs> college basketball fans, you know, it's like they're crazy. <laughs> yeah. You in the building. <laughs> But definitely thanks, a shout out and thanks to everyone who's followed since starting this season's show. We've seen um, a lot of new people come into our world 
and are listening very intently. So thanks again for following. As Michelle said, you know, drop us questions. If you have questions, any thoughts, we'd love to showcase it on the, on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. Have an amazing, amazing Monday, guys. Take care.